0: Hi, you're listening to the Business Essentials Daily Summer Series, the best
1: episodes of 2022. Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel Want to build a great culture in your business, but not sure how? Well, start talking. It comes down to effective communication from you, the boss. From Sound Cartel, I'm Peter Laird and this is Business Essentials Daily. Culture is a business's unseen competitive advantage. That's how business coach Shane Hatton views the importance of culture to an organisation. He says culture impacts so much on your team. If those hard-to-find top performers enjoy working in your company, you'll be able to hold on to them and attract other talented people. So how do you build a great culture? Well, it comes down to the conversations you have, and it's what Shane tackles in his latest book, Let's Talk Culture, the conversations you need to create the team you want. He says with staff shortages across all industries, your culture has never been so important. He relays to Chris Ashmore some research done by Gallup. The top 20% of performers
0: are the kind of people that are asking questions about culture, whereas everybody else are asking questions about paychecks and perks. You know, what are my annual leave entitlements? They're all asking transactional conversations and questions, whereas people who are really high performers and top talent, they're asking what's the culture like to work in this organisation? So what can a bad culture do to a business? Bad culture can really influence how people go home at the end of the day. And if you were to ask yourself as a leader or as a team member or as a business owner, how do I go home at the end of the day? Do I go home feeling energized, excited about my work, or do I just go home at the end of the day feeling depleted? And I reckon that's the consequences of bad culture on an individual. So whose responsibility is it to build a culture in a business? It's such a fascinating question. We did a research project in the September of last year and we asked a thousand managers across Australia, who's responsible for culture? And of course, all the managers pointed to the top of the organisation and said, well, our senior executive team are all responsible for leading it. The head of the organisation is responsible for setting it. Whereas us, the managers, we're responsible for living it out every day and addressing all the cultural inconsistencies and communicating it to everybody. But then when we interviewed senior leaders and executive leaders, they said, well, our managers play such a crucial role in the responsibility when it comes to culture. And the truth is culture takes everybody to play their part. Culture's everybody's responsibility. However, culture also needs a leader, someone who can step up, take responsibility for the culture and help bring it to life. Well, Shane, your book is Let's Talk Culture, and it's about having the right conversations to create a great team. So what types of conversations do you suggest? Yeah, I think most of the biggest challenges when it comes to culture is that we leave culture to be interpreted by the people around us. And there's this really great quote by Tori Leto, and it says that what isn't communicated is felt, what is felt is interpreted, and what's interpreted is most often misinterpreted. And I think the same could be said of culture. If we don't talk about culture, if we don't have a conversation about it, we leave people kind of guessing what's accepted, what's rejected, what's tolerated, what's not tolerated within our organization. So, I found the simplest way to help shift culture to be the culture by design rather than just being culture by default is to have really good conversations. And if I was to leave people with five really important conversations that they can have with a team or with a business to help bring their culture to life and help it be more intentional, let me give you a helicopter view across the five conversations in the book. The first one is to have an expectation conversation. And that expectation is a conversation that says, what do I as a business owner or as a leader expect of you, my team member? And what do you as a team member expect of me as a leader or business owner? And what do you expect of each other on this team? How do we make that conversation really, really clear? And finally, what does the organization as a collective expect of us? And I reckon as you have that conversation, what you'll find is, all three of those groups of people will have something in common. Maybe it's that we want to do great work with good people. Maybe it's that we want to have an optimistic environment. Maybe we want to have an environment of high trust and autonomy. And sitting at the core of those things, we'll find something that helps bring alignment around our expectation. Now, the goal of culture is not to kind of create some homogenous blob where we all think and feel the same. It's to be aligned at the core and still remain inclusive at the edges. So we invite different perspectives. So we can have different expectations, but we do have to ask ourselves as a collective, what do we expect of each other? So once we've had that expectation conversation, we can then jump into a clarification conversation, which is about how do I take those expectations, which can seem a little bit abstract and a little bit hard to implement and seem a little bit intangible. So for example, if we said optimism is a thing that aligns all of us, how would you point at optimism? How would you see it? Well, we really can't. And so that becomes one of the biggest challenges with say organizational values. We say, we've got the value of integrity, but not a lot of people know how to live out integrity every day. So the clarification conversation is all about how might we live this out every day? I often describe it as how do we make the invisible observable, which is how do we take expectations and align them to really clear behaviors in the business? What are the behaviors that we know if we focus the next three to six months on doing these kinds of behaviors would help shift the culture to be more like what is our expectations of each other? The third conversation is a communication conversation. And now they're all communication conversations, but really the communication conversation is about how do we take what is you know, part of the words on a wall or on a piece of paper or on sticky notes on the wall and how do we start to embed those words into our everyday language? So how do we talk about culture every single day, whether it's at a team meeting, whether it's at a town hall meeting, and how do we make it memorable and sticky for people? So what are the phrases or what I call team memes, the things that we could say over and over again that become sticky and embedded into our language? What are the stories that we could tell that when someone says, what's the culture like here? We go, well, let me tell you a story that helps describe it. And then the final two conversations are kind of like a left and right hook I describe, which is both what we celebrate and what we confront. So it's a celebration conversation, and the confrontation conversation. Now, the confrontation conversation is about how do we address cultural inconsistency when we see it? And it's all about making that difficult feedback less difficult. And so when we do that, it's asking, well, how do we identify the behaviors that are not helping us build the culture we want and address them really quickly rather than letting them accumulate over time. And on the flip side of that, it's also kind of really important to recognize what are the behaviors that we're exhibiting that are helping us build the culture we want and how do we celebrate those things? And the key is to make that recognition more meaningful. And we make it meaningful when we link the behavior to the culture that we're trying to create. Because I often ask leaders, I said, if your team member that you just rewarded recently, if everybody on your team did the behavior of what you just rewarded, would you be happy with the kind of culture that it creates? So for example, imagine someone stays until nine o'clock at night, they haven't managed to get their work done, but you say, thank you so much for staying back late and, you know, getting all of your work done until nine o'clock at night. Ask yourself, if all of my team stayed back every night until nine o'clock after hours to get their work done, would I be happy with the culture that that created? Maybe not. So we need to be really intentional about the conversations and the behaviors that we reward and recognize. Uh, Do you have any examples of businesses that have a great culture? So one of the really great companies that I've seen that have been doing great work around culture is a recruitment company named Beaumont People, and they were named the best culture in Australia under 100 people. And Nikki Beaumont, the founder, is a phenomenal leader. And she said what has been so crucial to their business has been creating a culture of celebration because what they celebrate, they see more of within the business. They've been voted as one of the best cultures under 100 people. Cisco is a global company that has consistently voted in uh, the top cultures around the world and are doing phenomenal things just in terms of Making culture explicit. They're really, really clear about this is our culture and that's not our culture. And I think they're doing a great job. When there are people of different backgrounds, how does that affect the
1: culture of the business?
0: Yeah. What's fascinating about culture is every time you remove somebody from a team or bring somebody into the team, the culture is dynamic. And so it will change. One of the things that's really important to remember about culture is culture is averages, not aspirations. And let me unpack what I mean by that. Culture is the norms of your team. It's whatever the average is. So if you have 10 people on a team and eight people are autonomous and trusted and empowered and two people aren't, then chances are your culture would generally be an autonomous, trusted, empowered culture. But if we flipped that and we said we've got two people that are autonomous and trusted and eight people who are micromanaged, but we said we've got a culture of autonomy and trust. Well, actually, you don't because the averages speak differently. Now, that isn't to say that culture can't be aspirational meaning that you can be working towards a culture of trust or autonomy. So what I would say is just be mindful that every time you bring somebody in, the averages change, the norms can begin to change. And so if your culture is clear and strong and you bring somebody new in, chances are they're going to adapt to the culture. Whereas if your culture is interpreted and it's weak, chances are they will shift the average of the team. Mm. Finally, what can a business do right now to start the process of talking with their team so that they're on their way to building a great culture? Yeah, I think it's such an important question to be asking. I think the first thing is to recognize that culture can be influenced. You can influence the culture that you want. And so the first thing is to ask yourself, what kind of culture do I want? Do I want a culture that is empowering? Do I want a culture that is trusting? Do I want a culture that is optimistic? What are the things that I want to build within that culture? And then secondly, invite your team into that conversation. Don't just let it be something that you say, this is the culture that we want to create. I'm going to impose that on everybody and force them to kind of be a a part of this culture. Ask yourself, what's the culture that I want? And then invite others to be a part of that conversation. You might just be surprised at what great results can come from including people in part of a conversation about culture.
1: Shane Hatton, author of Let's Talk Culture. Business Essentials Daily is a Sound Cartel podcast. Producers are Nick Schildberger, Chris Ashmore, Jeff Waters and myself. Technical production by Pete Letts. I'm Nicole Goodman. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you more B Daily next week. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit That's mazars.com.au. That's mazar